Horizon Zero Dawn is arguably one of the best games of the PlayStation 4 generation. Guerrilla Games' ability to create a brand new IP and having it become a massive critical and commercial success is quite the accomplishment. And this doesn't even mention how Guerrilla created an iconic new PlayStation protagonist that displayed a strong female lead at a time when the industry was sorely lacking this presence. However, long before Aloy became a household name on the tongues of gamers, long before we battled giant robot dinosaurs, long before the Decima engine was created, and long before Horizon Zero Dawn would go on to sell over 10 million copies according to the PlayStation blog, Amsterdam-based Guerrilla Games were known for a much different franchise. We could talk all day about the acclaim and the awards that the studio received for Horizon Zero Dawn, especially considering that moving away from the first-person shooter genre they were known for, the only thing the studio had been known for at the time seemed extremely risky, but as they say, fortune favors the bold. We're of course talking about Killzone. Development for Killzone Shadowfall happened in parallel with the development of Horizon Zero Dawn, and this began after Killzone 3, which was able to happen due to the large size of the studio as they currently employ close to 400 people based on their LinkedIn. This is noteworthy because the only game that we know in active development at Guerrilla Games is Horizon Forbidden West. This means that there is a good chunk of the studio working on an unannounced title. The multi-million dollar budget question, is Guerrilla Games working on a new entry in the Killzone series, or are they trying to put that series in their rearview mirror and create another new IP? This week on the Video Games Podcast, we take a look. Before trying to figure out where Killzone might be going, it's important to take a quick look at how it all began back on Helgan. Killzone first made its appearance back on the PlayStation 2 in 2004, created by a then third-party studio, Guerrilla Games. During development, Killzone got the moniker Halo Killer, which would unfortunately place unrealistic expectations on the game and the studio. On a small side note, there is another fun little similarity between Bungie and Gorilla. Bungie first teased Destiny, the studio's massive departure from Halo, in Halo ODST with posters around the city in the skyscrapers, and Gorilla did something similar by placing holograms of robot dinosaurs in Killzone Shadowfall. This would be a small hint for gamers about their soon-to-be foray into the post-apocalyptic world of Horizon Zero Dawn. Halo Combat Evolved was released in 2001 as a launch title for the original Xbox and changed what was possible of first-person shooters on console. It had excellent controls, an engaging sci-fi story, strong visuals, and an amazing multiplayer baked in. It literally changed the game, as everything created after Halo was in one form or another influenced by Bungie's work. Now, being labeled a Halo killer is along the lines of being called the next Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky. It's a level of quality or excellence that is nearly impossible to attain. Killzone may have eventually reached some great heights during the PS3 generation, but it never changed the game like Halo did. And that's okay. Sony must have seen something that most people couldn't see. After Killzone released to lukewarm reception in 2004, Sony did something that at the time likely seemed a little strange. 
They purchased the studio in 2005, despite the fact that they already had an exclusivity deal in place with Guerrilla to produce games for PlayStation only. The original was praised for its visuals at the time, as well as its style, but lacked the refinement that Halo had established as the new bar. With the budget and support of Sony behind them, what would Guerrilla be able to do for the sequel? The first time we saw Killzone 2, Jaws dropped. It was the teaser from E3 2005 and the game looked incredible. I can't remember how many times I watched it, but it seemed too good to be true. Eventually, gamers learned the muddy truth about whether what was shown was a CG trailer or if it was an actual in-game display. What Guerrilla eventually released was a very pleasant surprise after the questionable reveal, as well as the middling response to the first game. Killzone 2 made everyone see what Sony saw in Guerrilla when they purchased the studio. Killzone 2 was a legitimate contender as the best shooter available on PlayStation. The controls felt heavy and deliberate, the visuals were truly next-gen, and the atmosphere was engrossing. Unfortunately, Killzone 2 didn't set the world on fire. On the bright side, according to Sony, Killzone became the fastest title to sell half a million units, as well as selling over a million copies worldwide in just a few short months. The sequel likely saw a dramatic increase in sales from the first game, but it definitely saw a massive increase in quality establishing the series. However, these sales figures likely didn't quite meet expectations as the total amount of PlayStation 3s that would eventually be sold was around 86 million, meaning that there was plenty of owners who just didn't take the trip to Hellgan. The most recent release in this series was in 2013 when the PS4 launched with Killzone Shadowfall. Once again, Guerrilla did what they do best and displayed the power of the PlayStation 4 with exceptional visuals showcasing Sony's latest console. Shadowfall was the first game that released on the proprietary engine created by Guerrilla called Decima, which would go on to power Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as famously being the engine that Hideo Kojima selected to use for his much-anticipated indie game, Death Stranding. Shadowfall sold extremely well, which is an amazing sign for the series as it was showing strong growth commercially from its inception up until Shadowfall. Sony announced in a press release that Shadowfall managed to sell over 2 million copies in just a few short months and would go on to be featured as one of the prominent titles in their greatest hits lineup. On the downside, with each release, critically the scores were headed in the opposite direction. Killzone 2 averaged around a 90, Killzone 3 averaged around an 85, and Shadowfall averaged in the mid-70s. The transition to Horizon Zero Dawn and away from Killzone was not an easy endeavor as the development of the game took nearly seven years according to VentureBeat. As mentioned earlier, this risk paid off not only commercially as the game sold over 10 million copies, but it reversed the trend that was happening to the scores of Guerrilla Games. Horizon Zero Dawn currently sits close to a 90 review average and was in conversation for Game of the Year from many outlets, and it likely would have won many more awards than it did had it not been for another open-world adventure from Nintendo called The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What is known for certain is that Guerrilla is working on the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn titled Horizon Forbidden West. The original had such a lengthy development process due to the new engine the team was working on and the completely new universe that needed to be created. The Horizon Forbidden West release date is currently 2021, which was first revealed at the PS5 Game Showcase back in June 2020. 
With its tentative release date, this means that Gorilla was able to expedite development from nearly seven years to four years, which is great news for fans of the series. And based off the fine print from the PS5 Worlds to Explore launch trailer, Horizon Forbidden West is anticipated in the second half of 2021. For a studio with nearly 400 employees, what else is Gorilla working on? When comparing Sony Santa Monica, who also made a story-driven adventure game that was 2018's God of War, they currently have around 250 employees, according to their LinkedIn. Sony Santa Monica is relevant because they are also a first-party studio who is working on a sequel using the same engine as the original title, just like Gorilla. The big difference is that Sony Santa Monica is almost half the size of Guerrilla Games, and the sequel to God of War titled Ragnarok is also tentatively due out in 2021. So how can a studio that is half the size develop a game with a similar scope in a year less time? The only reason for the slower development would be if Guerrilla is developing another game in parallel to Horizon Forbidden West. Considering that the studio is almost 400 employees, it's hard to believe that there isn't more information, leaks, or speculation about what else Gorilla is working on. One of the few bits of solid information comes from Eurogamer, who had an article about two developers who left Ubisoft after working on Rainbow Six Siege to work on an unannounced title at Gorilla Games. One of the people who came over actually worked on Killzone 2 with Gorilla before leaving to join the team at Ubisoft in 2009. This article was from 2018 and experience had already been listed as 9 months on the secret project which means that whatever else Gorilla is developing has been happening now for at least 2 to 3 years and it's possible that there is still a lot we don't know about Horizon Forbidden West but it seems unlikely that the main focus of the title will be multiplayer because that would be a major departure from what Sony is trying to do and what Horizon Zero Dawn was. One other interesting coincidence regarding Killzone and the PlayStation 5 was at the UI walkthrough on the PlayStation blog. It's a very small detail, but when selecting the user who will be using the PlayStation 5, the user icon is of a Hellgast helmet, which is an older icon from the PS4 era, but with every single detail in these videos being calculated, it just stands out a little. It could just be a red herring, but I want to believe that Killzone will make a comeback on the PS5. It's either a small hint or this is a massive tease for fans of the series. Considering the growth in the narrative department that Gorilla made from the Killzone series to the Horizon series, this would be an excellent opportunity to breathe life back into the Killzone franchise and have people talk about how impressive the story is and not just the visuals. The critical consensus was that Shadowfall was filled with shooter cliches and a disappointing single player campaign whereas Horizon Zero Dawn pushed in the completely opposite direction. Giant Bomb called the story in Horizon Zero Dawn near perfect, and Game Informer was thankful that the story missions dominated the overall experience. However, in addition to the great narrative elements, Horizon Zero Dawn also had fantastic open world elements, great action sequences, and much more. With the massive mainstream success that Horizon Zero Dawn received and the popularity of the series, it might be smart to associate Killzone with Horizon Zero Dawn in some way. Tying Killzone to Horizon Zero Dawn could be a simple way to group the games together, increasing the awareness and exposure the series could get, and potentially increasing the acceptance and minimizing the risk for a Killzone release. 
Whether or not Gorilla is working on a new entry fighting the Hellgast, it's exciting to know that the team behind the Killzone series and the Horizon series is working on another next generation title. Sadly, the likelihood that we hear anything about this game before the release of Horizon Forbidden West is very low. But on the bright side, if we don't hear anything about Gorilla's other project until late 2021 or early 2022, then it could mean the time from announcement to release would be short. Gorilla has been working on a secret project since late 2017, meaning that by 2022, this game would have been in development for a minimum of four full years. If there's one thing that you can always expect from Gorilla, it's that their games are going to be stunning across the board. Art design, visual fidelity, and atmosphere are all areas in which Gorilla games excel. Combine these stalwarts with their recent bolstering of narrative elements and an excellent Killzone PS5 entry start to seem like a strong possibility. That's all for the Video Games Podcast. I hope you found some value from today's discussion. And if you did and enjoyed it, then please consider subscribing if you haven't already, leaving a pause review, or telling a friend about the show. As always, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. <laughs>